I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Hi, it's the first Not The Weekend podcast of 2011. I'm Frank Skinner. This is um, a sort of Absolute Radio production. Is it? I don't know. I've never said that before in my life, but there it's out. <laughs> and I'm with Emily and Gareth. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit bonged up, I'll be honest with you. So, you know, you can oh. hear it. Oh, I'm sorry, but it's that time of the year. Oh. Been out of status quo again. I certainly have not. How dare you? <laughs> um, although I am a little bit double denim, I think I could get away with it with a quail night out. Mm. Um, yes. Anyway, it's great to be back. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did over over the New Year. Something oh. I've never really properly uh, done before. I went to Primark. Oh yes. Not not in a um, a casual. I was in there about an hour and a half. Wow. Oh, you were full on. Did, did yeah. you get lost? Um, I, it could be quite windy. I, I didn't get lost. I've, is it windy? I was, I was in the Cheltenham one. It's okay. a bit, I don't know. It it's seemed quite civilised. Yeah, I suspect it's more civilised than London's yeah. Oxford Street. It was, um, it's, it's amazing how quickly one falls into um, Primarchian activity. So um, there are two extremes. <laughs> Sorry. How would you categorise Primarchian activity? Well, there are. My reaction to things is was e- either, well, I don't want this at all. It doesn't fit me. It's unsuitable. It's only four quid. Put it in the basket. It's only four quid. Put it in the basket. <laughs> so anything. But then I picked up a shirt and I said, oh, this is not bad. Actually, that eight quid. <laughs> eight quid for a shirt. How soon I'd adapted the, yeah. the Primarchian mm, values. It's a whole new economy. Oh, yeah. I thought it was, was going to pay a quid for a shirt. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up buying um, a pair of uh, ladies' pyjama trousers. What, with for a, yourself? With a, yeah, for me. <laughs> you did not. No, you have Four to find, quid. You have to find what goes with your body shape. That's the thing, and when you find it... Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, what are you suggesting? Anyway, there was a pink ribbon waist... Uh, tie thing on it. Oh, Frank, okay. I hope you took that off. <laughs> that look hideous. Did you buy it for the ribbon? <laughs> no, I bought it. I just thought it'd be nice to... You know, at Christmas, you're in a rock. In, in a rock. Uh, that wasn't... If anyone thought I was lapsing into <laughs> a Benny Hill sketch, that was an accident. It's my Qatar. Um, when you're... Um, wouldn't that be a rubbish game, Qatar Hero? <laughs> <laughs> if you bought that, in which you all had to block your noses up before and talk like in this kind of way. And, and you know, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't even... I wouldn't buy it. Simple as that. <laughs> What's I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I thought at Christmas, because you stay in a lot and watch the telly, especially it was snowing and all that, yeah. you need your floppies. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. You know your clothes that are very Jimmy floppy. Jams. Well, yeah. just floppy things. Mm. Big, you know, your big uh, tracky top and, your, and, and, and all that. My so, gilet came in very handy. Your gilet? Mm. What is that? Well, you've seen my gilet. You may not know yes, that it is I mean, a gilet. It's been a long time. <laughs> I mean, you know, one crazy night. <laughs> I don't know quite what a gilet is. It's gilet a very... the best a man can get. <laughs> is that what it's short for? Is it a short As he man? says, one crazy night. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a furry waistcoat affair. A slightly medieval thing going on there. A furry waistcoat? Yeah. 
Thanks, stop it. <laughs> no, I was stop thinking, it. if Top Cat had worn a furry waistcoat made out of cat hair, he would have looked naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if he was the hair bear bunch, he would have put a low-slung belt on as well. Well, he couldn't be the whole hair bear bunch. No, that's I true. mean, what, what are you saying? That Top Cat has got multiple personality disorder? <laughs> I don't think so. Of course, he did wear the straw boater. Oh, he did. And even if he had one of those men with cat fur, it wouldn't look rugs. It's not, it's no. not the correct shaping. No. Just thought we'd sort that out. So anyway, meanwhile, so you're she, she back in your sloppy joes. Mm. So yeah, so I, that, I bought that in Primark. I, I said, now this could be, um, I'll tell you what, they're pink ribbon. And oh, I'm can the- I say something, Frank? I'm really sorry. Can I say, when I say fur gilet, it's obviously faux fur. I just want to make that clear. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's faux gilet. <laughs> Not there's, the real. There's people already throwing red paint at the windows, <laughs> which is, they, they've got lost interest now. Yes. <laughs> Is that what is that what animal protesters yeah, do? Yeah, that's what they do. They throw red paint on you. Well, I didn't know that. Frankly, I thought it improved my coat, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind if I got my Primarchs on and throw what they like. <laughs> red does suit you. So there's a, there's a slight silver thread in the um, wow. in the check on the uh, ladies' oh. pajama trousers. So imagine that with a pink ribbon, and inside, <laughs> very sort of roughly embroidered on the inside is um, it, it said. Um, Please help me. I only get ninety <laughs> pence a week. It now I don't well. know if that's in every that's, in every pair or if someone's some, put that in as a call for help. That's some fine detailing. Yeah. What was it written on a piece of paper? No, no, it was, embro- it was roughly embroidered. I got a fit. Oh. The, the boss had stepped out for two minutes, <laughs> and it was roughly embroidered. This sounds like quite a nice Primark. Did you have to pick things up off the floor? There were some things on the there floor. Some things, okay. There was. I was on the floor after I saw eight quid for a shirt. <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> I when I became complete, I lost all balance. A friend of mine once vowed never to go in there again when he said he was in Primark and he said I saw someone actually sweeping up clothes <laughs> and he said I found that very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, that's the best way to shop it there. <laughs> I, I just sweep up, see what, see what you get. <laughs> I, I felt this could be my paranoia. I felt mm. I got a few resentful looks. Oh, in a course oh. of, it's not for it's yeah. not for people like you. It's for people like us. That's that kind of look. Well, you soon proved them wrong with your ladies' pajama pants. <laughs> yeah, but I think they thought you know you can afford to go and buy nice like men's pajamas. Why are you in here having our stuff? Of course, we know different. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I, I mean, also, I, I, I also I won the lottery at one point over Christmas. You didn't. When I mean, I don't mean. Oh, Frank, don't tell people. I mean ten quid. Okay, but even so. That's ten quid. When I took it in to cash it, I felt there was a certain amount of what you're gonna, you're not gonna claim that. Yeah, like I was taking it from um, the poor Africans or something. So I had um, it was a kind of a retro Christmas for me. I went to, Mm. I did the lottery and went to Primark. (laughs) It's a bit like Marie Antoinette used to have that false uh, dairy at the back of the Palace of Versailles, where she played at being a dairy. Oh, did she? Yeah, she had a porcelain bucket. Yeah, beautifully ornamented and, and stuff, yeah. So I'd, I found, I don't know, I found Primark a bit depressing. Yeah, mm. my mum really likes Primark and I find that quite sad. Is she poor? Yeah, a little bit poor. <laughs> what no, we're not, she? Well, the oh, thing she is, she loves to go to no, Disneyland. She loves the <laughs> she can't afford to take her children, no. So um, does she often shop she there loves, then? Uh, she loves a bargain. She lo- my mum once um, tried on, well, she went into the changing rooms with a bikini so she went into the changing rooms yeah. wearing a bikini. No, no, she took a bikini. Oh, she took into a bikini. The... This is a Primark. Yes. Yeah. 
And um, oh, sorry, the, but you don't use the changing no, rooms, especially quite, not for a bikini. There's quite a bustle in the changing rooms. Yeah, there was a bustle as well. <laughs> <laughs> she was going for quite an interesting look. No, put, <laughs> sort of Vivian Westwood combo. She puts on the bikini and then she put her coat on over the top of it. Oh, I'm liking. So she could come out and show my dad. Oh, she's gone a bit TPT. I'm liking. That's a sort of <laughs> yeah. George Best girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> bikini and fur coat. Faux fur. <laughs> Yeah, and what about the bustle? Did she wear that or leave it in there? <laughs> and what the, and it, Did she come out of the changing room in front of the She came out of the, the changing public. rooms and then flashed but in a very directional way so that hopefully just my dad could see. Yeah, just like the door the do- the coat would be like doors like three, three children standing behind were sick. That oh, don't be horrid. Yeah, yeah. How old is your mom? <laughs> She's um in her 50s. That's not Early so bad. She's quite young, child bride. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so how did it go down? Was it was it a popular choice, the bikini? <laughs> um, I, I did she buy it? See, if I saw a woman doing that, I'd think shoplifter. <laughs> if I saw a woman trying it on and not buying it, I'd report her. Do people yeah. shoplift in Primark? Is it worth it? What could, could there be a lower crime than that? Shoplifting. That's certainly yeah. time to look within yourself <laughs> no, if secu- you find yourself doing that. The security guard's job is just to spot the people shoplifting and go, Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you what I like is, like, <laughs> you don't get a bag in there, you get, like, a keep net. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. like, anglers just use. Trawling. What, what is that just about? <laughs> they don't stop shoplifters, because it just saves them sweeping up. <laughs> well, there was, there was a couple of, uh, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a couple of tench in the bottom of mine, and, mm. and, 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 a, and a trout, <laughs> speckled trout. <laughs> Which, no, I don't know, they've been there for a couple of days. I was going to have them, but then I thought, four quid? You see, I bet in the Cheltenham one, though, Frank, you might get a better class of shopper, just in the sense that you're not... It gets, like, 28 days later. I mean, it's like the world has ended in Oxford Street. I don't think you do. I think... It's pigs round a trough. I think if if there are... um, How can I put this without sounding horrible? If there's poor people in the area, and they're not that apparent in Cheltenham, but I think it's like... It's like, you know when you make a high-pitched noise and only dogs can hear it? Yes. I think Cheltenham, um, I think Primark does that with poor people. But can I just say, I don't think it's to do with poverty. It's to do with the hysteria, as you say, which overtakes people yeah. when they go into Primark. Mm. But you, yeah. shop, don't you tell me that you... Yes, a lot of fashion people do. And we call it Primarni. Because it sounds like our, it sounds like Armani. Oh yes, so I, you got, say, I got it. Well, I just <laughs> I had to explain you, in case he might Thank not have know what Armani is. But what would you buy? So I might buy scanties. Uh, not my scanties. I bought some scanties. Well, so I oh, see. No. But anyway, um, I might buy. There might be a key dress, ladies, which has become people are talking about. You know, for example, Instar might feature it or something. In and, Primark, yeah, sometimes. See, what I do like about Primark is it, it, it instills you with a fabulous sort of carpe diem. Yeah. Because when I, I bought these, well, actually, the, these pants were bought for me. I wore them the other day and I thought, I'm going to enjoy these pants. Like, I don't normally <laughs> enjoy pants because the next time I put them on, they would have been washed. They'll probably be the right size for action, man. <laughs> All the elastic will have gone in them. So you really think, enjoy the moment. Yeah. I'm, I might start buying underpants from Primark and use them like disposable contact lenses. At the end of the mm. day, just throw them yeah. on the fire. Why not? I could afford it. Just view it as it's like a one-night stand shopping at Primark. <clears throat> Do you think the world's <laughs> fattest man um, shops there? <laughs> oh, God. Did you see that, Primark? I did. 
I he, did. He was quite a fan. What was he, 70 stone? He was 70... No, he was really relieved because he thought he was 70. And they said, well, we've got some good news. And he was only 56 stone. Oh, So he was wow. so happy. That was after quite a bit of dieting. And then he lost even more weight. But, oh, he was fat, Frank. He's down to... So he'll be fat. Fat Frank. If you, if you <laughs> turned it on, world's fat, Britain's fattest man, he wasn't fat, you'd feel <laughs> cheated. Yeah. He'd be like the magicians. Well, I'll tell you what size he would be. Go on, Mark. I don't know. He's um, extra, 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 extra large. Is that what he is, yeah. officially? Yeah. How much would that be? <laughs> what, seven quid? <laughs> for a leg fold sling? <laughs> I'm not paying that. Well, it's, it's interesting, because there was a time, of course, when comedians would do um, unkind jokes about mm. fat people, and I think we've, we've been told that that's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's on one side of the scales. On the other side of the scales, we're, we're asked <laughs> to discourage... man. Well, <laughs> Britons. <laughs> but also, we're supposed to discourage children from obesity, and it's the true. best way to do that is to really lay into uh, fat people in, in a comical way, and then they'll think, well, I don't, want, I don't want to be that person. You know what I mean? It's a dilemma. Hmm. He ate 30 to 40 chocolate bars a day, didn't he? Mm. You see, I have to say, there's something admirable about (laughs) this man. There is, because that... You know what I mean? We're all... I don't know about you, but I'm I'm a bit... um, A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't really allow myself to indulge. the hips don't lie. You know, I remember saying over Christmas, just one mince pie. You know what I mean? Now, he wouldn't say that, uh, Britain's fattest. Let's call him BFM. (laughs) <laughs> Paul Mason would say I wouldn't mind another box of them actually if you've got... <laughs> and there is something fabulously yeah. exhilarating about that level of self-indulgence yeah. they said for lunch you would often have fish and chips four times and two kebabs and you'd have like a two litre bottle of Coca-Cola with it not diet Coke, No, fat Coke Oh, that would be a bit weird if he was having Diet Coke and 40 packets of crisps a day. Yeah, but fish and chips four times. I mean, do you lose some kebabs for the table. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But do you think, is there a moment when you're thinking, "Mm, actually, is this this two or three? There was one thing I did notice, Frank, which is when he was opening his crisps. Oh, thank God. I wonder what he's going to (laughs) say. When he was opening his arm. He, he had some tin foil, which he laid out in front of him mm. on a big sort of slab and then opened all the packets and put them on the tin foil. Oh, did he? As one crisp packet. Make, I mean, that was, that was like make, one tic-tac to him. That yeah. wasn't To enough. make one giant crisp packet. Yeah. He has to make his own crisp packets big enough. Yeah. So there's, he's got, you know, he's... But do you know what I mean about that's, something admirable? Well, that's I agree in some way. Inventive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose you get quite inventive about how to eat enormous amounts of food if that's what you do. Um, I apparently he's cost the taxpayers over a million pounds. Personally, I'm happy to put my share in. <laughs> yeah, just for like the, the knowledge that there is a man living in the same country as me who will have fish and chips four times and two kebabs for the table. <laughs> I just want to know that he exists. It's like the royal family; he gives something back to yeah, us all. You know, exactly. A service. He had to have in the documentary. It's like the royal. You could go to the changing of the lard. <laughs> when uh, when he switches midweek <laughs> from one fifty-six pound tub of lard to the next one, I'd, I'd turn up for that. When he goes for his operation, though, because he doesn't leave the house much, it was a bit curious because they managed to hoist him into the ambulance, which took some time. That was a good twenty minutes worth of the documentary. <clears throat> and whilst he's in there, he's looking around and out the window, and he's going, 
oh, and they're on the motorway and he's going, oh, the speed they go at now. Yeah. Well, you're fat, not Victorian. Surely you (laughs) realise people drove fast on the motorway. I think you should text him just, you're (laughs) fat, not Victorian. (laughs) I think that needs to be hammered home. Well, I don't know, you know, like I say, we're supposed to be incredibly sympathetic towards him. I mean, he's, he said that he had some sadness. He said one thing, he got dumped when he was in his 20s um, mm. by, by a woman, and he started eating um, fanatically after No, that. you don't eat anything when you're dumped. No, you see, I always think what God does for people who have been dumped is yeah. he makes them so upset and stressed they don't eat, and they get lovely and slim, and someone else comes And you along. look awesome, you look your best. Yeah, and, then you and can also you're very one. interesting, because you've got those lines on your face, like <laughs> Samuel Beckett of worry and distress, and you've got a sort of dark, yeah. solitary loneliness about you, which is very... It's a bit poetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing poetic about a 56 stoner. I'm sorry. Anyway, he's on the way down now, and, uh, you know, we, we wish him well, but mm. I don't want him... I still like to think occasionally he will have f- fish and chips four times and two <laughs> kebabs for the table, just for the old time's sake. Well, what I do honestly feel sorry for him is that it says one of his diets um, that was that he was limited to, limited to four pints of milk flavoured with OXO cubes each day. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is not nice. Well, what I like about that, <laughs> I have to say... Is sometimes when you're drinking milk, one can forget that it's come from cattle. Not if it's Oxo flavour. <laughs> he's gone for. He's think really. I want the whole cow. Double here. beef. Yeah, I want the whole Double cow. Beef. Can you make this milk taste more cow-like? <laughs> well, we could cook some. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do you know what I think? I'm just brainstorming here. But shouldn't it, since it comes from a cow, taste yeah. like a cow? Yeah, we'll, we'll he's a genius, this man. Yeah. The terrible thing, though, is he could have that idea and, of course, not be able to get to the cupboard. Thanks good, thank God he's got the helpers who, who look after him and stuff. He's a bit like Santa Claus in, in that <laughs> respect. One associates him with, you know, excess and... Is that why? No, but around. the carers have been cut down. That's the trouble. Yeah. The, more what, weight he lo- <laughs> the more weight he loses, the less help he'll get. And that, I don't think that he's very happy about that. Oh, that's a... Oh, he threw dilemma. a sugar-free jelly at the window in anger, that's what I'm saying. Did he? Mm. Oh, but I bet, you know, I bet he hates the idea of a sugar-free jelly. His arm's still wobbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is the jelly. In fact, he found quite a lot of sugar-free jelly under his arm when they cleaned him up. I don't think we should go any further down this road. I don't no. want to be unkind about BFM. But I will send that little text. He's a hero. Yeah, send him, you send him a text and I'll send him a galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> That'll be all right. Oh. Um, have, we had, have we had any texts, by the way, or emails? We or have. We've had some emails in this week. Yes, pedestrian racing update. Ah, um, we fantastic. Have, we have had an I email. I bet the BFM don't do much of that. Mm. No. Downhill. Although, when he builds up momentum, it must be hard to stop. Yeah, but when does he build up momentum? I'd say Fish and Chips 3. In an ambulance. It's when he's on an absolute <laughs> roll. <laughs> well, he's probably some of it's on a roll. But that's <laughs> So, oh, that's the great, <laughs> terrible dilemma of fat joke things, is it? They're so... They're so really, he can't blame me, because me now with the fat jokes is like him with the, with the chocolate bars. Yeah. We all know it's wrong, but you... <laughs> oh, they're so Moorish. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yes. I have a, I have a punchline to that. <laughs> I know, one. I knew, yeah. I could see the, look, the punchline I'll, I'll look t- in I'll your eyes. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> Paul Spur um, has emailed us about pedestrian racing. This is from the BBC News website. Mm. Business owners have come up with the idea to combat with an idea to combat congestion on one of the busiest shopping streets in the world. 
They say speed lanes on Oxford's on London's Oxford Street, consisting of a slow lane for shoppers and a fast lane for commuters, could be a solution. Could this spell the end of pedestrian racing? Well, I, yeah, I think if, it depends on the width of the fast lane, yeah. doesn't mm. it? As long as you've got room to overtake in the fast lane. I'll I, keep thinking of BFM now, sorry. Yeah, no, he'd, I think it's safe to say that even when he gets out, he'll be in the slow lane. He'll, he'll operate like a heart, a sort of soft shoulder on the motorway. That's the good People. thing about it. If you crash when you're pedestrian racing, he's your airbags. <laughs> Stop leading. I don't want another chocolate bar. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> or maybe just a flake. Uh, no, that well, that is it. I wonder if that's going to happen, the uh, the fast lane. I don't like it lane. getting too commercial, though, pedestrian racing. It's an underground activity. Yes. And I don't like this sort of legislation. It makes it all proper, and I don't want that, Frank. Yeah, I don't think they're doing it for pedestrian <laughs> racing, though. I mean, I can see their, their point. I mean, I guess it creates two tiers of pedestrian racing, and as you say, it creates lanes for overtaking. You know, depending on how crazy you want to be, you could use the slow lane to overtake people in the fast lane. I know that is dangerous, and that will be against the rules. Overtaking on the inside? Yes. Mm. But this is what this is going to cause, but it's going to make it much more exciting. Yes, but um, I'm imagining now uh, BFM (laughs) coming out of um, (laughs) Thornton's. With five bags, and I'm just doing a bit of overtaking on the inside, and so there's a terrible yeah. collision. No, it's, the, lo- it's the lorry of the pedestrian racing world. You know, I could, I could, <laughs> if I was going to read exactly. It's the Why tra- are you overtaking? Why are you overtaking? You're it's taking up all the road. It's the tractor on the country road, isn't <laughs> it? it? That's is. what it is. Yeah. But if you smacked into the, the back of him, I mean, you could be, mm. you could wake up amongst him. <laughs> Find anyway, yourself in an armpit. Enough, I don't want another chocolate bar. <laughs> like a little woodland take, creature in a forest. I'll take it away. A moment okay. on the lips. Take it away. Or maybe just a fried Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had another pedestrian racing um, email in, which is from Chris Degnan. Now, Frank, this is interesting because there's been some disturbing news about pedestrian racing. It's being extended to children. Children are being involved in it. Mm, seems all right. Well, you say that. Um, but Chris says he was in Mozambique last week. Ooh, hold on a minute. I must have some... Underneath the mango tree, me honey. Not quite right. But I just so, wanna, wh- I, I felt it needed incidental music. <laughs> when you say children are being involved, they're not like being gathered up into herds and then trained no. and then raced against each other no. for betting. They're, they're, che- they're electing to okay, get involved. They're, they're, okay. Yeah. Um, but they say, I was walking at my usual healthy pace, says Chris, and passed a small child, probably around 12. She gave me a sly smile and took the pace immediately. Oh. Wearing flip-flops, I thought she'd be no competition and I'd see her off very easily, even though I felt bad engaging in cross-generational pedestrian racing. Yeah. However, she just picked up the pace and I could hear the flip-flop clacking ever louder in my ears as she not only caught up with me but breezed was, past that me. That was the BFM. <laughs> He was naked. That was the strange thing about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, just a bag of Maltesers. <laughs> a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the conscience. That's yes, you're quite right. I won't, I won't do another joke about the BFM forever as long as I live. So yes, he's been overtaken she, by in flip-flops. Yeah. so hard to I race know. in flip-flops. It's like Zola Bud overtaking you, one of your strange crushes. Anyway, yes. she reached the corner of the street, turned round and gave me a slightly disrespectful nod as if to say... And if you come back for more, you will feel pain again. Thanks, wow. Chris. That was a hell of a nod, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, 
Really? God, it's one of the most eloquent nods. A lyrical. <laughs> a lyrical nod from a 12-year-old Mozambican. Are they Mozambican? Mozambikis? Yeah. What are they? Oh, I don't know. OK, well, that's this week's uh, phony. <laughs> what do they call people from Mozambique? Mozzies. Jeff. Jeff. I knew one bloke from Mozambique. We called him Jeff. Moz. That's, Mo- what, that's what you call Morrissey. Morrissey's a Yeah, Morrissey. Yeah. That's what you call Morrissey when you meet him. Morris, you can't call him Morrissey. Anyway. Well, I only, um, I only ever met him once. And he, he did... Uh, I, I was doing a... I used to do a chat show in the old days. My glory is. Mm. And um, he was on that singing. And I had really heavy cold. So, because he was on tour, we couldn't get close to... I mean, I felt... I said, you know, don't get close to me. And he just waved at me across the room. That's as close I've ever got to talking to Morrissey. Mm. And I used to be a big fan of Morrissey. Well, Smith's, you know. He's oh. lovely. Is he lovely? Yeah, I've had dinner with him. Anyway. Tighty! <laughs> Tighty! Mm, well, that's wonderful news. Did you read that um, thing about tears? Te- turn off tears, I think the headline was. Yeah, or, I did see or something that. like that. Which I thought was fairly obvious. Mm. Yeah. That when a woman cries, um, a man's libido dips yeah. somewhat. Oh, I've never found that. <laughs> oh, don't you? They just carry on re- yeah. relentless. No, I... Yeah, that there's something built into the tears that triggers, tr- triggers chemicals in the man to tell him, don't feel amorous now. Don't feel sexy. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> thought that sort of... It sort of goes without saying, Yeah, doesn't it? That's why I, th- I think nature give us some credit. I mean, I don't know. I've never made a woman cry, can I? <laughs> oh, you have. <laughs> I've made their eyes water. Is that the same thing? <laughs> there are so many different grades of crying, though. What sort of crying are we talking about? I have about 45. Oh. Well, how many of those are non-tear-based? Well, you've got the sort of mini-series tears. <laughs> you know where your eyes well up, but there's no... And you go, mm. OK, that's fine, go to the party without me. <laughs> and then... I found that very convincing, though. Yeah. You really, you, and I can't get fa- actual water. I can't yeah. get tears. Your face did yeah. change then, like you were... Yeah. That's... Yeah. Fooled ya. Fooled ya. Because you were. I mean, she was a professional actress. Let's you, not forget. So that's you number one. Frank, you feeling just as a as a scientific test? Are you feeling sexy? I feel a bit like um, there could be a triffid in the room at any moment. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> Anyone who gets that is a loyal listener. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so that's what that's type one. Mm-hmm. And then, but you can also have. There's the kind of. The full-on hysteria, the sort of lunatic crying when they're racked with sobs. I try not to do that. No, that's, that's where that's genuine. That's that's saved for affairs, really. That only comes out. Saved for affairs, yeah. Softly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And throwing yourself into the grave. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My I find my libido pretty low graveside, generally speaking. Oh, what about Frank? What about the? I do silent crying when the telly's on. If the room's dark or something and you're watching it, just to make them feel bad. But crying at the telly or crying? No, I'll just be crying silently. I'll go, OK, we'll watch the telly. And then I'll just go... <laughs> I just think the idea of continuing to be amorous with someone, I'm picking my words carefully here, while they're crying, is a horrible image. Depends why you're crying. Let's not go there. <laughs> how do you... How do you, how do you uh, I mean, does Laura ever cry? Um, Laura's not a big crier, actually. I'm probably a bigger crier than Laura. Yeah. I wonder Is that what... when she pinches that fleshy bit under <laughs> your arms? BFM. Yeah. <laughs> Lay off the BFM. I'm defending him now. Yeah, what do his tears smell of? Great thing. Mm. 
Um, <laughs> Oxo. Oxo in his tears. He has Oxo um, cubes just pressed under the eyelids at the bottom so that they come out and then he can catch them. As the tears, as the Oxo flavoured tears come down his face, he sticks his tongue out and it's a refreshing little um, beefy drink midday. No, but I. He'd say, oh, I'd love a bit of Oxo. Can you put, um, can you put beaches on the VHS? Thanks very much. Shadow, shadow. You are the wind beneath my wing. Oh, I could do it. Can you put another cube in? It's a little bit watery on the, on the left eye. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth, carry on. Yeah, I was wondering what effect um, on, the, um, on the libido men's tears has. Oh. What do you think about men crying, Em? Do you find that Well, well I, I don't find... It doesn't really do it for me, <laughs> it to be honest. Um, no, I, you know what? I don't mind a man crying. I have to say that. I actually... I warm to a man when he, it depends what he's crying at. Um, but oh, gen- please, No, generally I like a man who cries. But no, I don't think I'd find it sexy. No, exactly. <laughs> it would. It'd be cruel. No. I, I, have, I, I have once had... I, again, I have to choose my words carefully. A sexual experience. Mm. Um whilst I was crying. Oh. I received... I say I received a sexual act, if I can say that. While you were crying? Yeah, well... Oh, I have to know more. Were they trying to cheer you up? (laughs) Well, I was... We were in the cinema watching, um... (laughs) When the Grinch Stole Christmas. (laughs) You were? Yeah. (laughs) And it was a very empty cinema... Uh, it um, was after you two walked so. in. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> that yeah. cleared it pretty quickly. And um, and and so she um, did me a favour of a physical nature. Right. And um, I cried a bit at the um, at the uh, you know the whole Christmassy the storyline. Yeah, the storyline. Yeah. Oh my god. So um, oh god, God, I was dehydrated after. Yeah, so that was. Um, I think. I think we've got through that in a sensitive way. But yeah. uh, so, how do you how do you approach? Um, how do you do the tears thing then, Gareth? What do you just? Um... Well, Laura. Laura seldom um, is not a big crier. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's ever been. But a do cross, you go for the? Do you hug? I, yeah, no, I hug and I. Okay. Say apologise. <laughs> you don't kiss the tears from her eyes. <laughs> Sometimes. See, my know. thing is to. How thirsty I am. Is to thrust uh, a hair. Shut up! I thrust a hairdryer full in the face, <laughs> and that takes them off without any. Um, you get the odd salt deposit in the corner, but you know, and uh, you know, there you go. Tears gone. I haven't cried since 1983. I wouldn't know what you're talking let about. Let me dry your tears. <laughs> Is that how it goes? That's exactly how it nice. goes. And thank you for that. Um, was it, what was that for? The, the blind? Know, to mime or something. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. <laughs> <laughs> 